Thank you very much. I can pray for Mrs. Harden too. Her nose has been bleeding, and I told her this morning uh, she can't go before I do. I need her to play the piano. So y'all continue to pray for her if you would please. There's four verses of scripture tonight, especially that I want to read to you. And if you'll turn to Psalms 23, Psalms 23, I'd just like to read the psalm, but I want you to notice verse 5, especially in Psalms 23. Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still water. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of right for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff that comfort me. Thou preparest a table for me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now turn over with me, please, to Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me, now herewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. John chapter 15, verse 11. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19. And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. I want to talk to you about tonight the fullness of salvation. When you talk to people about being saved uh, from their sins, they think of one thing, missing hell and going to heaven. And that's just about where most people stop at. They think that that's all they are to salvation. But there's a lot more to salvation than that. And the more I study the Bible, the more I find it's included in that word salvation. All in the fullness of God the Father is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, knowing Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior means more than just missing hell and going to heaven. Notice how Christ takes care of his own. Christ is always before the believer. Watch this. Romans 8, I mean John 8, verse 12. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. So we know that he goes before us. In John chapter 10, verse 27, he said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Christ is our light to direct us. Christ leads, and we are commanded to follow him. So he goes before us. Christ our Savior is behind the believer. Isaiah 30, verse 21. And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk you in it. When you turn to the right hand, and when you turn to the left. Revelation 1, verse 10. John on the Isle of Patmos said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard a, behind me a great voice. So Christ our Savior is behind us. Uh, Christ is always beneath the believer. 
Christ is our foundation. We're building on the solid rock, and the floods of Satan cannot destroy our foundation. 1 Corinthians 3.11 For the foundation can no man lay, then is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Uh, fourthly, Christ is always beside the believer. Isaiah 41, verse 10. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Now, we need to learn Christ as Paul did. Paul could say with meaning in 2 Timothy 1 and verse 12, I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I'll never forget what that verse meant to me right after I got saved. It gave me all the assurance that I need. It was not I that saved me, but it was the Lord Jesus. Amen? In 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 8, there's five alls of the gospel. There are many alls found in Scripture. For instance, Ephesians 4 verse 4 through 6 says, There's one body, one spirit, even as you are called, in one hope, or you're calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. I never will forget Brother Tom Malone said that uh, Paul must have been a Southerner because he said you all every time he turned around. Now the first of the five alls of the gospel is the all of sin. Romans 3 verse 23 says, well, All of sin comes short of the glory of God. Now, we're all in the same category then. We're all in the same condition. There is no person without sin. There never has been except one, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. Isaiah 53 verse 6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray, and the Lord has laid on Him the iniquity of us all. Now the question is this, If all are sinners, then what is sin? In 1 John <coughs> excuse me, chapter 3 verse 4, Whosoever committed sin transgresses also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. And if you go look up that word transgression, it simply means stepping over God's law. Knowing God's law and stepping over. There's no one who would dare stand and say with truth, I have never broken one commandment. Now the scripture said, if you have you're guilty of the least, you're guilty of all. So if you've broken one out of the law, you've broken the whole law. And Romans 10 verse 4, For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes it. Now since all have sinned, and since there's no remission apart from the blood of Christ, then all must be covered by the blood of the Lamb. Then number two, the all of sacrifice. In 1 Timothy 2, verse 5 and 6, says, For there is one God, one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Notice the word a ransom for all means a procuring price. The price sin demands is death. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. James 1, verse 15. Then when lust has conceived, uh, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Now, no one but Jesus himself could pay the price. Nothing less could satisfy God. Nothing else <coughs> is needed to satisfy God. 
God provided what God demanded. Jesus said in John 5 verse 40, You will not come to me that you might have life. Now here it is then. God loves you. Uh, if you burn in hell, it would be your own fault. Why? Because God's not at fault. God loves everybody. In Second Peter chapter 3 verse 9, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So the all of sacrifice. Then you have the all of supply. Romans 8 verse 31 and 32. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? Somehow the idea that God is some kind of monster who enjoys damning the soul and sending them to hell. But God is a God of love. God's grace is sufficient. Anything, everything, all things we have need of, we find in the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace, strength, courage, everyday needs, spiritual needs, all are in Him. Philippians 4.19 But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Then you have the all of sanctification. Turn with me now to Titus for just a minute. In the little book of Titus, uh, chapter 2, I want to begin to read in verse 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Now notice, the all of sanctification. Then you have the all of service. Colossians 3.17 Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Colossians 3 verse 23 Whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. Now, the whole thing is 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 31 Where therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. We are not on our own. We are bought with a price. The believer in Christ has no right to do anything just for himself. We are commanded to do all to the glory of God in body and spirit and in soul. First Corinthians 6, verse 19 and 20. What? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? For you are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. I think that sometimes we need to just sit back and understand all that's included in this word salvation. I think, God, I'm not going to hell tonight, don't you? I think, God, I'm going to heaven, no doubt about it. I read the scriptures. I know I've took Christ by my, as my personal Savior. I know my sins have been washed away in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank God my sins are gone. There is, and the Lord said He put Him in the, His back and He'll never look on Him again. He put Him in the depths of the sea and never look on Him again. I thank God my sins are gone. But brother, i got news for you. All the other things that I need on the face of the earth are included in Christ Jesus. 
What I need is the Lord. I need to know Him better. And the more you need you get to know the Lord, the more you understand of what all is ours. I had a good daddy. I really did. Now, he believed in working us boys. And, and I look back on it. I didn't like it at the time, but I like it now. I look back on it and thank God He taught me how to work. Amen. He taught me to stand on my own. And I appreciate that today. Uh, but I, I've thought about this a many times. I had a good daddy. He provided for us. He took care of us. And I thought about it. I, I just sitting the other day thanking the Lord for my dad. But you know, I got a heavenly father also. And my heavenly father takes care of me. And I have desires. I have needs. And of every kind. And if you're not careful, you'll have a nervous breakdown trying to figure out how to take care of yourself. You know, if you look around in today's problems, today's anguish things that's going on in this world, uh, you'll have a nervous breakdown. And by the way, they're saying now because of men and, and losing jobs and everything that people is, are committing suicide and are having nervous breakdown because of this pandemic and not being able to work and so on. Uh, I understand that. But you know what? I I just sat back the other night and I said, You know what, Lord? I'm going to relax in you and let you take care of me. You know because he, you promised me all these things in Christ Jesus. Now, I got news for you. I belong to the Lord. The devil can't have me. I belong to the Lord. Now, so the whole duty of man is summed up in two verses. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13 and 14. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Number one, fear God. And number two, keep His commandments... For this is the whole duty of man. Fear God. I have a reverential fear of God. And by that I mean that I fear God in this sense. I know He's the creator of all things. Man, I've been reading the book of Isaiah, and the more I read the book of Isaiah, the more unfit I become, the unclean I become. And I realize how holy God really is. When the Bible says, Holy, holy is the Lord, and uh, uh, God, and He talks about all these great creatures that standing by the throne of God and, and the Shekinah glory of God and all that's included in the glory of God. And I look at it sometime and I say, Oh Lord, one day I'll stand face to face with You. And I'll look You in the face, the Bible says, and I'll understand all, all that's included in God. But brother, right now, I fear God in that reverential sense. But in the other sense, I love my Lord. And I know and I trust Him. And I put all my hope and all my trust in Him, for I know He'll take care of me. I go through the Bible and I find out something. A man talked talk to me here a while back, and he said, uh, Preacher, I'm having problems. Can you help me in my finances? And I went to Malachi 3.10. And look how simple this is. And now I'm not talking about any money at all tonight. I'm trying to show you something in Malachi 3.10, uh, just before the book of Matthew. If you would, I want to read it to you one more time. Let's bring you all the tithes in the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I not open you the windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing that there shall be, not be room enough to receive it. Now, I just simply believe 
that God will bless me so much that I'll not have enough room to receive it if I'll do what He asked me to do and just serve Him. I was talking to a man and, and a woman one time, and they said, I don't believe in tithing. That's the Old Testament. I said, well, you believe what you want to, but the Bible teaches tithing before the law, during the law, and after the law. So it's not just under the law. Tithing is a scriptural thing to do, and He carries a blessing with it. And what that does mean is God said, prove me. You know, I like to prove the Lord. Did you ever read where uh, uh, Gideon put down a fleece before the Lord? And he, he put down a fleece. He said, now, Lord, uh, if, if you're going to be with me, I want to know it. And I'm going to put this fleece down. And if, if it's in the morning, if it rains hard and the fleece is dry, then I'll know you're with me. And he said, well, now, Lord, that could have happened accidentally. He said, now I'm going to put it down, Lord, and everything is dry, and in the morning if I get up in this wet, I'll believe you're with me. God did both. He proved Himself to him. And I hear, you are not a test God like that. I'm not testing God. I just want to know He's with me. Amen? I, I, every once in a while, I get on my knees and pray, Lord, let me see something. Let me hear of an answered prayer. Let me hear somebody getting healed. Let me hear somebody getting out of the hospital. Let me hear somebody getting blessed. That I can have that sweet presence of knowing that you're still in the business. Amen? You're still in the business of blessing. Not just in saving souls, but in the business of fulfilling fullness of salvation. It's good to be a child of God. Amen? There are certain things that go with being called a child of God that the world don't have. They don't have that kind of hope. I can go home right now, lay my head down on my pillow, and know if I don't wake up in the morning, have somebody's presence of the Lord. The world don't have that. That's part of the fullness of salvation. That sweet peace of the Lord. You know how to get a good night's sleep? I got a sermon I've been working on for years, and I'm almost as scared to preach it. How to have a good night's sleep. Because I don't believe in sleeping but four hours. Four hours is enough sleep for anybody. Anybody that sleeps over four hours is lazy and need to get up and get busy. And uh, so I, I, I'm always scared to preach a sermon I, I want to get together. But you know how you can get a good night's sleep? Tell you what, if you get insomnia and, and you can't lay your head down, start reading the Bible. I challenge you, just start reading the Bible. And you go right to sleep. Or start praying. Seeking God's faith. Just talking to the Lord. You ever sit and lay in the bed at night and quote Scripture? Just quote Scripture and you'll go right to sleep. Just a peaceful night. And by the way, did you know that the things that you think about just before you go to sleep will be in your dreams and all the way through the night? You ever notice that? That's where you aren't watch these stupid TV shows all night long. Amen. No wonder you can't sleep. If that keep your mind on the Lord. I like to think on the good things of the Lord. And I hear of answered prayer. I hear of people getting saved. I hear of lives getting changed. And I say, now that's the fullness of salvation. Not just missing hell and going to hell. Thank God for that. And I'm so glad that God can save anybody if they'll come to Him. But I want to, I want to lay, just go through life saying, Lord, 
thank you for your many blessings. Every time I turn around, i got a blessing in my life. Honest to goodness, I can't count the blessings that God does me every day of my life. And I, I can sit around sometime and rejoice just in the past blessings. And I, I, I can say this with, with and, I, and I mean it in the depth of my heart, if God never blessed me another ounce the rest of my life, I've had enough of blessings of God to last me for all eternity since I've been saved. But I know He ain't through. As long as i got breath, I look for another blessing every moment of my life. Amen. You ever sit down at your table and look at the food you got? I went home today and I had put on a big old roast for dinner, you know, and I got the roast out and I, I hadn't fixed anything else with it. And I threw on some beans and I threw on some squash and uh, onions, you know, and I mashed potatoes and, and me and my wife sat down. I got there and I said, man, that was a good dinner. Amen. Wait a minute. Do you ever thank God for that? Just thank God how good it is that all these things come from God. And what a blessing. That's part of salvation. That's the fullness of salvation. Glad I'm saved tonight, aren't you? And I want to claim all the things that God has got for me. I told a young fellow the other day, I said, you know what? I'm not greedy. And I'm not selfish. But I want all that God has got for me. Amen? I want all the blessings that God has got for me. And I'm finding more, the older I get, the more blessings I understand what He's doing for me. Amen? Every day. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, tonight we're so glad we're saved by the grace of God. We don't earn our salvation. We don't work for our salvation. You gave it to us through Christ Jesus our Lord. It's a gift of God. Romans 6.23 But thanks be unto God, not only the gift of salvation of the soul, but the gift of many blessings that follows. You're over us. You're under us. You're side of us. Everywhere we go, you're our foundation. Everything that we need in this life, you're there for us. Thank you, dear Lord, for watching over us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.